Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. talk about the COVID-19 IL. And so are you glad that J.D. Martinez sat against Well, I'm obviously yesterday. glad about that. I'm not mad that it exists. I'm mad that if you go and search MLB transactions, they don't tell you that it's a COVID-19 IL. They just say 10-day IL. IL. Yeah. But it's a, it's, a, it's a shadow IL because they can be activated at any time. Yeah. That, that is the pain. Yep. I, I I was completely shocked that Martinez came back. In, in the morning, yeah. he was on the IL. Yep. By that night, he was not on the IL. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so I don't know how to navigate this in fantasy because there there are going to be situations where they're on the COVID-19 IL and activated after lineups lock in a day. I mean, that that's going to happen. People are going to lose fantasy weeks because of a situation like that. So I, I don't know this. I mean, part of this is like a PSA. Like, is there like watch out for COVID-19 IL? You have to really be, you have to really log who is actually on the COVID-19 IL because the MLB is not helping us. I think that is, I think that is the point. We need to, you need to check, double check with your team, <laughs> with your teams, make sure that they're actually going to miss some time. Yep. Anyway, we will get there. And, you know, when they and the transaction log, they just don't report anything. They just say, he's put on the 10-day deal, <laughs> 10-day IL. And you're like, okay. Because normally they report, like, left wrist contusion or something. Right, you know, right, but right. But J.D. Right. Martinez, 10-day IL. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, that's just a, just a, you know, heads up out there, everybody. Certainly, certainly, if you're in a weekly league and a player gets put on the COVID IL, I would not sit them. <laughs> For that. Don't sit them for it. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana Jones 5, really? There, are we doing this? There are some crazy announcements. <laughs> if you haven't seen anything about this, your mind is about to be blown. Ooh, I'd prefer to uh, talk about Untitled Indiana Jones Project 2022. So depending upon what website you end up reading, they would like to point out that John Williams is going to be back for the movies. Very important. John Williams is? Oh, that is important. He scored all four. Uh, the number two most important person to come back for this. <laughs> I, I would argue yes. But they're going to make Phoebe Waller-Bridge into Indiana Jones. That's the buzz. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge is oh, going to star in Indiana really? Jones 5. Is at least co-star in Indiana Jones 5. And this, this means to me, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is, is hitting basically every major franchise that we're interested in. So who's she going to be in the um, Aragorn? <laughs> Serious? <laughs> yeah, maybe she'll. She's see. I guess it's kind of interesting because she seems to be the doing the the modern fantasy in the sense of like the Indiana Jones. She well, she isn't. She was in Solo. There's going to be. Um, she's got a role in James Bond. I mean, like all these things, right? What is she in James Bond? I she's not anything yet. <sighs> oh, she was writing, right? Well, she's she's writing and also, I believe, 
in, in it. it. Yeah. That'd be funny if she was Indiana Jones. That'd be fine, I guess. So I just some interesting stuff here. I don't know. Just wanted to just that that crossed the transom. Just wanted to bring it to your attention. Don't know what to make of this. I had not crossed mine. Indiana Jones is a little bit lower in my hierarchy. Yeah, but of needs. but how often are you going to get a, a new John Williams score? I don't. I, I mean, he didn't even come back for the uh, the episode. Exactly. <laughs> Eight and nine, exactly. Right? That's how you knew it was going to be crap. Well, so wait, wait a second, because that implies that because John Williams is signed on to this, that you don't know it's going it to be, be good. Crap. Did you we see? Don't did know. you see Crystal Skull? <laughs> I did. I did. Well, it is. I also saw that Shia LaBeouf was going to be in it, so I was like, mm, "Well, it is nice." Mixed messaging that here. Shia LaBeouf did not turn into the new Indiana Jones. We we all collectively dodged a very dangerous bullet there. Let's open the bet box. Few things in here, not as many as we might have hoped. So we're going to open it. We're going to do some evaluation. We're going to populate it a little bit more. All right. By my count, we have two resolved uh, that we should, that we, I'm pretty sure we have never talked about. Uh, so let's, let's just hit those first. Reaching all the way back to episode 4.11, which is late August of 2020. You said Whitmerfield, wow. top 40 player. I said, nope. <laughs> so it's in the over-under scheme. I said worse than 40. You said better than 40. We we never really settled on over what time period we were supposed to evaluate this, <laughs> which is which is quite annoying. But I will point out that he was drafted forty one and a half. That's that's all the prompt is is top forty player. Yeah. So make your argument, make your argument that Whit Merrifield is a top forty player, without going to the fact that he's number twenty five on the player radar right now. I mean, I, I think we need to do a calendar year from whatever that point was. Oh, calendar year. Okay. Um, do you want do you want some number of games or do you just want to... Well, it'll be basically 162 at that point because they were playing a regular season. So, all right. Yeah. So, it's August 24th August is the 24th. date that we talked about. So, that. about a month of... A month-ish of 2020 and then all but last month of 2021. I... I very only I only vaguely remember this. I remember it because I was it was pretty heated. That <laughs> you're like he's not because you don't think he's top exactly. player. I was exactly like that. All right, drafted like he was top sig figs top forty player. We will reevaluate that <laughs> August twenty fourth. See if Whit Merrifield is a top forty player. Uh, other one that's been solved: Fernando Tatis two point nine ADP. I said over. You said under. In TGFBI. In he is under. and um, But I would just like to say that the sentiment is correct in the sense that you should not have drafted him where you drafted him in TGFBI. Not you, but like, no. speaking globally, Fernando Tatis should not, not have been drafted one or two. So congratulations on not drafting him number two. For all those people that did not with me. Uh, Mookie Betts, of course, is day-to-day, so that's not helping my case. I mean... There, yeah, people should just pick Mike Trout. <laughs> it's kind, of, it's kind, of what it, kind of what I just feel like it comes down to that. Um, all right, so that's all we got. That's all we got that's done. We have a f- two that I recorded from, uh, from season four, and then everything else is from season five. So let's just, let's just buzz through these, and you can give me any updates, any thoughts on this. Oldest one that I love here, Freddie Freeman versus Jose Abreu. I was so mad when we made this because it's going to be a whole year before we evaluate it. 
2021 head-to-head five categories plate appearance average runs home runs rbis i got freeman you got a bray year how you feel i don't i have not i have not looked at the actual stats i have no idea freddie freeman runs five hits five home runs four wow he's not really only hitting it far (laughs) (laughs) bringing himself in seven rbis one stolen base i believe i saw that stolen base and a 167 average. Yeah, but you didn't allow us to put in stolen bases, right? <laughs> because yeah, wisely. Well, I mean, um, wisely. Why? Jose Abreu also has a stolen base right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should have done stolen bases. <laughs> Five runs. That uh, that sounds very familiar. Um, two home runs. Not good. Nine RBIs. That's good. And a 216 average. Looking better. And he's already at 37 plate appearances. I... I, I at bats i don't know what the plate appearance is I'm looking at this I'm not like the right thing so looks like we're still on <laughs> it's nice no, no, i think i think that's i do actually think that's going to be a good one i think it'll be over by the all-star break but i you know for now it, it's pretty tight if there if either one of these ends up with some real il time one of the I think two of these do them, do them one of the two of these is going to end up on the aisle at some point. because that will hit the plate appearances and runs and RBI. I think other home runs, if either of them hits the IL for, for a little while, I think it might help their HR. I buy that. Yeah. Case. And average. I, um, yeah, no, I, I think this is a good one. I'm actually, I'm glad that we made this one. I still stand by it. It'd be, even though it's frustrating that it'll last yep. forever. Well, here's another one that'll last forever. Hector Neris, 1.2 whip on the year over on career. On the year. Oh, for the year, not career. <laughs> under. I took under. You took over. We made this on the heels of realizing that Hector Neris had logged a 1.7 whip in 2020. and But but the year before, he'd logged a 1.02. So we settled on 1.2. It was a reasonable over under. I, you know, still feel fine. He's at 0.6 right now. I happen to take a look. 0.6, yeah. Five innings. That's wild. That's why he's not, he's not in the closer role, though. He's not. No. Okay. So that we got that. Uh, then we have a slate for Aaron Nola and a slate for Tim Anderson here. I'm just going to read these. You know, these, uh, they just are what they are. We'll see how we feel. It's way too early, right, for, for Aaron Nola because we've only seen two starts. But Aaron Nola, and you took the over on all of these. Aaron Nola, 224 Ks. I have to. 335 ERA, 1.13 whip. Those are worse, right? Over is worse. And 13 wins, which I will note that we actually both took the over on that one. <laughs> On which one? On the 13 wins for Aaron Nola. No. <laughs> a couple of these we cheated, and they're not, they're not exactly oppositional. But, um, so you could already state that as a draw? You could already state that one as a draw. Reasonable numbers here. I think, I think. I mean, this one is, is just whatever. So let's talk about the next one, because I think there actually is a development here. <laughs> uh, we did a similar slate. Tim Anderson. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Prompted Eric on these. Tim Anderson average 305, Eric picks over. Tim Anderson 22 home runs, Eric picks under. Tim Anderson 104 runs, Eric picks under. Tim Anderson 64 RBIs, Eric picks over. <laughs> and Tim Anderson 16 stolen bases, you picked over. Then we got a fun little bonus. Does Tim Anderson bat first in more than half the games this season? You said under. We'll get there. <laughs> Tim Anderson currently on the aisle. Uh, so if if we evaluated the leads off in half the games uh, right now, he would not meet it. Few more to shoot through here. Looks like seven more. Okay, 
David Price. <laughs> you feel pretty good about this 22 one. starts. You're, oh, man, we had a great, we had a great discussion. Uh, 22, 22 starts here. You're on the over. I'm on the under. I mean, we can't call this one yet, but a month from now, <laughs> we might know. We might know the answer. <laughs> Very well could. Yeah. Uh, he is not looking good. Nope. He hasn't. He has not looked good in years. I don't know why people keep trying to make him look good. Well, I mean, he he looked pretty decent on that uh, that Red Sox team that works. <laughs> That's years ago. It is now. I, mean, yeah. I I totally agree. I also agree. But this is this is the guy in your fantasy league who is picking up the blue chippers from five six years ago and expecting Joey Votto to be a major producer. Right, I don't know, but at the same time, I mean, we have 2020. He took the whole year off for COVID reason, COVID concerns. Fair, totally fair. 2019, I watched some of those games. He was kind of unlucky at times, but still, 107 innings, 128 Ks, an ERA that wasn't great, didn't kill you, bad whip, seven wins, 22 games started. 22 games started. That was yep. what we that's why we started that. We had that number. He's the kind of player that could in his late 30s have a you know, a Charlie Morton uh resurgence, a uh Bartolo Colon like resurgence cuz he's got the tool. He's got has the tools to do it. He's 6 fucking 5. I think he's going to CC Sabathia. Or just fell off a cliff. The guys do that we'll too. We'll see. Um a couple other ones. Jordan Alvarez, 500 plate appearances, pounding that over. We'll see. Uh, you got the over, yeah. Well, where, where are we sitting at right now? <laughs> what is even the point? It's an injury one. Yeah, we're just expect waiting for, for an injury. Well, okay, fine. Jorge Soler, 251 average. I took the over. I also took the over on his 32.5 home runs. I, I'm going to be honest, I don't feel great about either of those now. That's only We're only talking three weeks ago at this point. <laughs> I'm already like, ugh. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> He's batting 130 right now. He, I mean, he looks quite bad right now. <laughs> does he do this, though? Yeah, he, he does do this at times. Yeah, he's a streaky player, so he could very well just all of a sudden show up. It's cold in Kansas City. I mean, I, I could see it. I'm crossing my fingers. You could still win all those. Last week, last three here, Xander Bogarts. Uh, we set 22.5 home runs. You took the under. 99.5 run RBIs. You took the over. And a 3.005 average. You took the under. I feel really good about all of those except for the home runs. Because one of it was that he hadn't done anything yet. And then that day, he... He was so cold when we were talking about it. He blew up. <laughs> and then he was not as cold. Okay, so that's where we're at. Um, we got him in a table now, which will be fun. But I think we're gonna try and uh, I think we're gonna try and populate a few more here, right? Let's do it. All right, you I believe have made some number for me here. I got three. I got three for the counting stats in pitching I like it. because we're a little light on the pitching. Um, and I am giving you three players to think about. One is geared towards K per nine. One is geared towards wins, and one is geared towards saves. You're going to like the player for the saves. I don't know if you're I love the player for the saves. Okay. So let's start with, and I tried to keep it at a, like, uh, I tried to give three kind of tiers of ownership. One, a well-owned guy. One, a um, currently meteoric rise, but 
owned in most leagues, and then one guy that could still be available in your league. And we'll start with a could still be available, Matt Boyd or Matthew Boyd, as um, as I found when I my query failed. I have also, I have also found that. It's, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Matthew Boyd. <laughs> All right. So this is a guy that um, in 2019 had 238 Ks in 185.1 innings pitched. He was a good pitcher. He struck people out. You watched him, and yep. it was strikeout, strikeout, home run. <laughs> strikeout, strikeout, home run. And it was fun to watch, irritating to watch, but uh, you, just, you just knew he was a guy who could get some strikeouts. Last year, 60 Ks and 60.1 innings pitched. So kind of changed things up a little bit. Had a terrible ERA and whip. Um, so the, you lost some Ks, and he didn't get anything back. Now this year, 2.13 ERA, 1.11 whip, two games, so who gives a shit? But only 10 Ks and 12.2 innings pitched. Michael, is this is this the new Matt, Matthew Boyd? Is this Matt Boyd? Or is this Matthew Boyd? This is the new... I don't know which this one is, This Ks. is Matthew Boyd. This is not Matt Boyd. So... This is Matthew I, Boyd. I, I think this is real in the sense that I I generally feel that once you start once your k per nine starts to drift downward it's not coming Mm -hmm. back up usually you're i always feel like it's you're selling your k per nine to hopefully increase your uh well decrease your era right and i i'm pretty sure that's what's happening here all right so the k k per nine of nine i like that number I'm gonna go with under, but I really think it's. Gonna I think it's re- gonna think it's be. I think it will be under by like 0.1, 0.2. I mean, I think it's gonna be similar close. to last yeah. year. It's pretty hard. I mean, it's pretty hard in the current era to be a regular starting pitcher much lower than nine K per nine. So let's go to someone who is well owned. Um, did Joe Musgrove do something this week? I feel like that everybody's talking about it, but I. I, I don't know. I don't know. Is there something about a, a, a boy from San Diego? <laughs> What's up with him? Boy from San Diego gets a no hitter in his in his home park. Was that in San Diego I as well as for San Diego? San Diego? Lovely park. There are, are there, there are a lot of baseball players from San Diego, San Diego County. I'm, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people there. Not that surprising. A lot of people in San Diego. It's a good place to play baseball. You can play it. Nothing like being in a city where you can say, "Hey guys, we're going to meet up for a baseball for playing baseball next Friday," and you know what the weather is going to be, and it's going to be uh, positive for baseball. Rather than, can you imagine that in Minneapolis having a game? We're going to throw a ball around on Friday. Yeah, don't April. plan anything in advance. <laughs> like there will be snow. <laughs> <laughs> there may be snow. There may be rain. There may be snow and rain. <laughs> So I'm looking at this All number. Right, so this is a weird number for wins. Go ahead. Explain your rationale. Joe Musgrove. All right. So I, the reason why I did counting stats was because they're harder to understand to forecast. And Joe Musgrove, in, in Fantasy Pros, they project him for 12 wins. CBS projects him for 13 wins. So I'll set the – no, I'm sorry. I'm going to set the over-under at – 
12.5, halfway between the Fantasy Pros and CBS projections. We project him for 10. We project him for 10, so you're, you're going to take the under. I, uh, I mean, my gut says he's going to be over that, but I, I, I cannot go against the numbers. I'm going to go with under. Speaking of a guy that analysts loved, <laughs> loved, Alex Reyes, three saves, on pace for 54, over under. 54 saves. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was projected for one save. And the Fantasy Pros says for the rest of the season, he is projected for eight saves. So what are you putting the number Over at? under. Over under 15.5. 15.5. Um, I think over. Because the Cardinals like to play traditional roles. I just don't see him getting moved out of the closer role. I mean, they thought he was going to be their bona fide ace for years and years, but asset-wise, I think he's more valuable to them as a closer. He might be a piece that you can move at some point. I, I just think that they're going to keep him as a closer. And elite closers, I mean, elite closers, let's, let's do giant quotation marks here, are going to get more than 15 and a half saves. Yeah, it's this is a funny one because I think, yeah, if we were to project it out, we'd project him out at like, let's say, 32, 33. Full season, season closer, yeah, for sure. I, I, but we have no idea what his role is going to be. Um, Gallegos, two wins already, five innings, nine Ks, only one hit. That's the, the, this the biggest reason that I, I would concerned about Alex Reyes finishing the season as a closer. I mean, I I sort of feel that way, but on the roll. But at the same time, they would have to they they need they want Alex Reyes to do something. So they would have to move him to a starter, and I just don't I just don't actually see them doing that. I think that about brings us to the review session, Miles Straw. Miles Straw, um we're cheating here. But you def- most definitely No, are. because he will be eligible in a lot of leagues. The leagues where, yeah, yeah, where no one, where you didn't take 2019 into account. I mean, 2020 into account. But he got one, one yeah, game there. exactly. So I guess. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, he, he did appear in 3% of the games last year at, <laughs> at shortstop. So uh, will he get a shortstop game this year? I sincerely doubt it. So this is, this is probably it. This is what we talk about, though, is that they, even some of the elite shortstop prospects end up going into center yep. field. And that we are we are literally seeing that happen right now. Um, all right, let me give you some stats here. Miles Straw, um, sprint speed, 97th percentile. That's basically the only thing, yes. the only one that you really need to focus on. All right, 2021. The chase rate is low. Are you ready? 2021, we can do real statistics here. Uh, nine games. Nice. 36 plate appearances. He's got... Four runs, seven hits, three RBIs, two stolen bases, and a 226 average. Honestly, you scale that up to a season, seems about right. If you, yeah, in a TTFBI style league where you need to own everybody, you should own him. Yeah, I know you, you gotta, you have to own Miles Strong in a TTFBI league for sure. I, and, but his average exit velocity, 14th percentile, well, max exit velocity, 42nd, hard hit, 5%. Go to Savant. Watch all of his home run highlights. You can do it right now because he's hit one. Darn it. <laughs> he's hit one in 2018. Okay. He hasn't hit a major. And it was, it was, it was like 
just over the wall. So I don't, I mean, I think there's a good chance that he never hits another MLB home run. (laughs) I mean, I think. Oh, even. um, Bartolo Colon. (laughs) Even Bartolo Colon. No, I'm thinking, who is the the Wayfish uh, outfielder? Who always had a high How many home runs average. has Billy Hamilton gotten in the past five years? Yeah, he's barely played. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. But no, I agree. okay. All right. Over under for his career, one more home run, I'll take the over. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um look, he's a sprinter. I mean, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get some stolen bases. I think they're gonna give him a green light. It seems like they're gonna give him a green light. Um there's there's some runs there. I think there's more to come from him. And I highlighted this because if you look at his 2021 hits chart, I thought for sure, I was just like, oh, he's just, he's just like a slap hitter, like just sending everything from the right side of the plate into right field, like whatever. But if you look at his other spray charts, that's not true at all. (laughs) Last year, you'd say he's a full hitter. I don't understand what that is. Yeah. So I, and you go back to 2019 and he's kind of hitting it all over the field. So, or that small sample they're all they're all small sample is kind of is kind of the point so i was i guess the point that i was trying to make is i think that there is some normalization here i think he is a slap hitter but i think he actually can slap to all fields what's his average going to be at the end of the year that's a great question low (laughs) i mean two (laughs) like 250 would be good yeah is it going to be over 250 do you want? Do you want? Let's make an over under here. What do you want to do an over under on batting average, stolen bases, runs? I think we should do the batting. I think we should do the batting average because, as we know from the Billy Hamilton debacles, that's the problem. Right. If he gets over two sixty, then if he gets a batting average over two sixty, then that has some positive externalities yep. that make him a relevant player. If he doesn't, he could lose his spot at so, any time. So I would throw the over under at two. 53 and i'll take the i'll take the over on 253 okay. i i think he's Oof, i think your average is two. i think he's gonna be limping along like pretty close to 250 yeah so but you know worth watching a, taking... a guy worth watching in in your fantasy league for sure mm-hmm. oh yeah he's also i think he's he's gonna be someone that's gonna get you stolen bases he's gonna steal them in buckets well, I, cer- I certainly mean if you need if you need stolen bases, you could do way worse than picking up Miles Straw. Yeah. Would you rather have Miles Straw or Jerks and Profar for stolen bases? Straw, Straw. Yeah, no, absolutely. If I was just wanting for wanting him for yeah. stolen bases, interesting stuff. Okay, I'm I'm pretty excited about Miles Straw. Actually, I was was more more intrigued by him than I thought I would be. Yeah, there's something. Or, yeah, once you realize that he's not. He's not a ten team, twelve team, yeah, regular, yeah. and and then you say, okay, well, on the TGFBI side of this, on a fifteen team, own everybody kind of league, yeah. Do you want to announce who we're doing this this week? <laughs> I would love to. Adalberto Mondesi hasn't played a That's game. That's great. Yeah, great fun reviews. <laughs> Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools, mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.